and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. <clears throat> My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I am your host slash reader for today, uh, as I am always every day. Uh, Jeremiah is off and will be back on Friday, uh, but depending upon when you're listening to this. Uh, anyway, this is uh, episode 13.2, and we are reading Luke chapter 18 uh, today. Uh, it is... Um, for me, it is two days after Christmas, <clears throat> so uh, Merry Christmas to all those who were out there, and uh, thank you for joining me and listening to what God has to tell us today. Um, yeah, just a recap, we had a really nice weekend and a nice Christmas. I had both my boys home, uh, and uh, one of my sons is dating a nice young lady, so she spent Christmas Day with us, and it was very nice. So I'm just very blessed and very thankful. I also have a large family, as you guys know, if you've been listening since the beginning. And uh, so I'm blessed to have uh, them in my life as well. So um, slowly but surely getting to talk to everybody. So uh, anyway, so um, let's start with um, prayer, and um, and then we will start. Uh, just dive right into chapter 18. So uh, let me let me pray. <clears throat> Heavenly, Holy Father, Lord, we are so eternally grateful to you. We are so thankful that you are in control and you uh, have blessed us beyond any measure. Um, we're just so thankful and so grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, uh, whom we celebrated this last uh, Christmas, this Saturday. Um, just so thankful that he came to this earth so humble in that manger, in that stable, um, and fulfilled all the prophecies from the Old Testament. And uh, we're just so thankful that he became man, put on flesh, and uh, died on the cross for us. We're so thankful for his sacrifice and the blood that he shed to cover all of our sins. Uh, we are now gifted with the the thank the gift of uh, eternal life in heaven because you have forgiven our sins through his blood so we th are so thankful for that um, Lord we're also thankful for all those that are out there listening and uh, hearing what it is what you have to say to them and uh, your your word is is um, such a blessing to us so I am so thankful that we are able to sit down take a time to read one chapter and uh, talk about it and hear whatever it is is that you want us to receive from this message today. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to bless this time, bless this moment, empty ourselves, clear us out, clear out the world, clear out our problems, and just let us focus in on, focus in on what you have to tell us. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's uh, begin uh, episode 13.2, chapter 18. <clears throat> One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. 
I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision to the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Parable of the Pharisee and Tax Collector Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a day, I'm sorry, twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus blesses the children. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus, so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. <clears throat> then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these little children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. The rich man. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do in, to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard that his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who, heard this, those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible with God. Peter said, We left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Jesus again predicts his death. Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, 
We're going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans and he will be mocked, treated shamefully and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again. But they didn't understand any of this. The significance of his, of his words was hidden from them and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. Jesus heals a blind beggar. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by, so he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see you. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too. All right. So, uh... Going back to the beginning, I did do a little bit of underlining. Um, I did notate where Jesus says they should always pray and never give up. Um, I believe that's true. I just saw someone that I knew back in San Antonio posted that she has been praying for her children for years and years. And uh, her uh, Christmas was wonderful because both of her children were home they were on the right path, and she believes wholeheartedly that if there was not prayer being done in the last, whatever it's been, 10 years, at least 12 years, uh, she doesn't think that those kids would have made it, um, and they wouldn't be here to tell, to be there to uh, celebrate Christmas with her. So um, the, I, I believe that prayer is phenomenal, and it is incredible, and it is absolutely 100%. Um, foolproof. Um, so I've seen miracles. I've seen things. I've seen God pray. I've seen God do miracles in my own family and in my own life. So uh, I, I'm wholeheartedly believing in, in prayer. Um, so the judge, you know, the, the, the unjust judge uh, says, I don't fear God uh, or care about people, but this woman's driving me crazy. So he uh, is going to uh, give her a just judgment. And so it says here, uh, don't you think God will, sh I mean, if this unjust judge, who's not very good, don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? He's done it. He's done it. He did it back when they were out in the desert. You know, they were crying and whining and, you know, he gave them manna, he gave them water, he gave them shelter, gave them clothes, shoes. I mean, they were set to go and they quickly forgot how good God was to them. And then uh, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, and um, it, it talks about, you know, how uh, the two men went into the temple. The Pharisee is very pious, and his prayer is, I thank God, I thank you, God, that I am not like the other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector, that, you know, horrible tax collector. I fast twice a week, 
and I give you a tenth of my income. That is so haughty, you know, to think for somebody to think that they're not a sinner because everybody is a sinner. Everybody does something wrong. Everybody has made bad choices and everybody has done at least one commandment that they've, that they've broken. I guarantee it. There's not one person on this earth who has not done that. So, but then you have the, the tax collector who prays, Oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. I tell you this, the sinner, not the Pharisee returned home justified before God. He, he the, the tax collector is, is admitting I'm a sinner. You know, you, when we come to God and we tell him, you know, I am a sinner. I, and I, and accepting your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness. That's what he wants us to be. He wants us to be humble to him. And so to listen to the to the tax collector, knowing that he's, he's not a good guy. Um, and then you've got the Pharisee saying, you know, man, I'm really glad I'm not like that guy because, you know, because I do this, this, and this. I check the boxes. But what else is he doing, you know? Um, and then Jesus blesses the children um, and he's saying, you know, bring the children to me. You know, don't don't yell at the parents for bringing the kids. Uh, I want to um, bless them. And and he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't uh, receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. He wants you to be so in, um, awestruck and so like having the faith of a child. You know, when children believed everything that you tell them, you know, that's what he wants, you know, and um, I think that that's where he's leading here. He wants you to be as innocent as the child. You know, he wants you to believe everything he's telling you. And it's true. I mean, God doesn't lie. So, you know, you got to believe it, right? And then there's the rich man. Uh, how does he get into heaven? And he says that it's easier for uh, a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven because they don't want to give up their riches. They don't want to give it up. And, you know, and that's what he's, you know, he did, he did all of the stuff he was supposed to do, except he just couldn't give up that last little bit and follow Jesus. So uh, it's interesting. You know, that's, that's the beauty of, believing in Jesus and believing in the blood of Christ because his blood covers all of those sins, you know, and it's not sinful. It's not sinful to be ha having money. I don't believe, I don't think God, you know, thinks that it's sinful to have money, but it's the love of money as an idol. That's, you know, where the difference is, you know, when you idolize the money and you put that above him, that's when that's the sin. And then Jesus predicts his own death. Uh, he says, listen, we're going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans. He will be mocked, treated shamefully, spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again. All of this is prophecy through the Old Testament. And you, you have to go back and read the Old Testament in order to know all this stuff. But how did they know, how did, I mean, Jesus didn't know that this stuff was going to happen. There's no way that he could have orchestrated this. There's no way, you know, that, that the, he was going to get turned over to the Romans, which he was, Pontius Pilate. Uh, and then he was mocked, treated shamefully. He was spit upon. Uh, 
He was whipped with a flog. Uh, he was flogged with a whip with the metal tips, uh, and they kill him, you know, and on the third day, he rose again. So there's no way he could have predicted any of this stuff wasn't going to happen and fall into place the way exactly it is. Nobody can. And then Jesus heals a blind beggar. Uh, I thought this was really cool that the blind man, first of all, he was calling him Jesus, son of David, which we knew that Jesus came from the town of David, Bethlehem, was born there. But also, he, uh, he says, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, Lord, I want to see you. You know, he, that's all he, he didn't care about seeing anything else but seeing the Lord. And that, to me, is amazing. You know, that, that his heart was just so pure that he just wanted to see God. He just wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus says, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And instantly, I circled it again, instantly, he was healed. So, um, and he praised God at the end of all that. And all who saw it praised God, too. So uh, it, this whole thing, to me, was all about... Uh, a, praying, uh, putting your hope and trust in Jesus, and having faith, uh, you know, that you all you want to do is see Jesus. And, you know, that's what, uh, that's what my hope is when I, you know, die and go to heaven. First thing I want to see is Jesus. So, and I'd like to say thank you for what he did for to me, although I thank him every day. So, all right. Well, that's it for today. That was some good stuff. Um, I feel like I'm back on track. Uh, I was feeling really poorly last week. I had some kind of cold, and I kept apologizing for my stuffy nose and my congestion. I'm still a little congested, but again, wasn't COVID. So there you go. Uh, and uh, so uh, having the faith of a child uh, was what Jesus was telling us. So if you haven't put your faith in Jesus... If you haven't uh, received him into your heart, uh, I'm going to give you that moment that uh, we'll say the prayer and uh, give you the opportunity to accept Jesus into your life and into your heart. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It is his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior, and I will live my life for you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations, and welcome to the kingdom of heaven and into the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. It's an amazing journey you're about to start. Um, Tell somebody, tell a fellow believer, somebody who might have been praying for you all these years because they want to know. They want to know that you received Christ into your heart and that their prayers were answered. Again, prayers. I've been praying for several people that I know um, consistently. I, I pray for them because I'd like to see them in heaven. Um, so get to a church, uh, get to a pastor, uh, join a small group, start your own small group. Um, you know, and uh, start living for Christ. So um, again, thank you for uh, joining me today. I am so blessed to be able to do this. I'm feeling 
like I said, 100% better. I'm sorry if it showed that I was a little distracted last week, but I feel right back on target. So um, God bless you. Have a great day, great morning, great evening, uh, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless you, and we'll see you then. Bye.